You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I was waiting for you to sing today, but okay, there it is. <laughs> Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast, Matt Hayes, Brandon B. It is Wednesday. November 7th. You know what that means, Maddie? What does that mean? Another day closer to payday, my friend. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I need it because I need some groceries at the crib. Papa's going to need that this weekend. I'll tell you that much. I need some some groceries at the crib. And look, we got some some not bad weather, but apparently some flurries might fall from the sky this weekend. So that means I got to stack up on, you know, DiGiorno's and chips and salsa. Let me... Let me tell you something crazy, which I don't understand, right? I've lived in Ohio all my life. I've I've lived here for 26 years. I've been roaming this great earth, and I've lived in Ohio for all those years. You lived in Baltimore uh, for how long did you you live in Baltimore? I moved here when I was 10. Okay. So so I've been here for the majority of my life I've lived here. All right. The one thing I don't get is you're from Ohio. You know it's going to snow. Yeah. And this is just like any any time that we're going to get like an inch, an inch of snow. Right. What I can't understand for the life of me is that people living in Ohio, whenever the weather guy, whether you're watching local news, you're watching the Weather Channel, whatever you're doing, is that when the weather person says that we're going to get, oh, we're going to get two inches of snow, you better be weary about right. it. And then you go to the grocery. Like, you just normally go to the grocery. I don't care, whatever. People act like it's the freaking apocalypse out there. They're like, I need to buy up every bread. I need to buy up every carton of eggs, gallons of milk. And it's like, the one thing that I don't get about that, it's like, yeah, sure, if you want to, you know, get all that, fine. If you want to stock up for maybe a power outage, I understand that. But are you living off bread, milk, and eggs? You know what I would want to live off? If I had to stock up for the snowpocalypse, whatever we want to call this thing, I would get... Probably four or five frozen pizzas. Yeah, but if your power's out, you okay. can't heat the All right, pizzas fair up. Enough. If the power's out, I will just go um, turkey sandwiches. All right. Salt and vinegar chips. Okay. Chips and salsa. Okay. Honey buns. Oh, uh, iced or not iced? Both. Okay, good. And then, <laughs> and then I'd probably do uh, some cases of Gatorade and water, and I'd be good. Yeah. I, I could live off that for a couple of days. All right, that's fine. I could live off that. I understand that. What would be your power outage snackage? Uh, I would probably. Well, I don't know if I'm going. If we're talking about like a, a two to three day stint here. I'm probably, you know, getting a nice little cooler full. That way I can have refrigerated gotcha. items. I can do the same thing like turkey, ham, yes. whatever. Mm-hmm. Get some uh, get some nice lunch meat sandwiches in there. That would be that beautiful. That always works, man. Uh, I like the salt and vinegar chips. Yeah, salt they, and vinegar, highly, man, highly underrated on them. the chip scale because it's fantastic. Yes. Especially with a sandwich. Yeah. I would, go, uh, I would also go in my, in my snack category. Maybe some Cool Ranch Doritos, mm. number one in my power ranking all time for chips. I don't know if you can beat those. Uh, maybe some like, uh, maybe some honey mustard like pretzel rods. Okay, you ever had those? Okay. Those are fantastic. I'm with like you. the Snyder's, uh, that's pretty. What's good. What's your sweet of choice? My sweet of choice. Um, mm, man, 
I might have to go with just like a regular oatmeal cream pie. Not okay. the little ones. Not the like extra the, large. No, yeah, not the handheld ones yeah, that get you those get. get the hell out of here. But give me like the extra large yes. ones, the Nick Saban breakfast of champions. Maybe that and a little Mountain Dew and you're good to go. That's fine. You that would, would be, be wired. It. You would be absolutely wired. Sure. So yeah, in, in case you guys are worried about us, you can send those snacks to the radio station. <laughs> 605 right. South Front Street down here in the Brewery <laughs> District. All right, so you mentioned rankings and the second batch of college football playoff yeah. rankings did come out last night, Beamer, and uh, in between those college basketball games, kind of late last night. That Michigan Man, State game went long. Let me tell you what. So I'm sitting there and I, I'm watching the end of that Michigan State Kansas game, mm-hmm. and then you know I'm like flipping around. I'm watching the Blue Jackets a little bit. I'm checking on in on election night coverage, which is sure. great. Wolf Blitzer on my TV all night. It was fantastic. He's Love the Wolf. He's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm watching this, and then what I didn't understand, Maddie, was that the fact that you're releasing these college football playoff rankings, you know, during this little halftime break or whatever. And I'm just sitting there wondering, and it's fine for me because I like college football and I like college basketball too. But like, if you didn't frankly give a damn about college football and you're getting ready to go into Kentucky and Duke, Duke, you're getting, by the way, RJ Mm. Barrett, Zion Williamson, they're going to be a damn problem this year. Watch out. They just blasted Kentucky all over the court last night. But so if you're watching that, and you're a big-time college basketball fan, like if you're a fan of Duke or Kentucky, the lead-in to that game gave you no preview of none, the game. None. Like, And then they just went into the broadcasters, they went into the game. Right. And I'm like, what the hell are we doing, I, man? I it's like know. a 15-, 20-minute special about college football. You have the opening night of college basketball, yeah, big-time matchups. I think it sucked. I, I it sucked for I, college here's basketball what, I agree. Here's what I think they should have done. They should have moved it to today. The college football playoff sure. rankings. What's wrong with that? Give college football, like you're saying, a basketball its own stage, especially yep. when you got four powerhouse brands like that playing in one Give arena. Give them their night. Give them their night. I agree. So either way, they did this thing. They jammed it in there like Beam just laid out for you guys, and the Buckeyes did not move. They didn't move. No. Um, and I didn't expect them to move, and I will say this. I wouldn't have been surprised if they maybe fell a little bit yeah. because when you talk about – um, the way now I know Kentucky's right behind them at 11. UCF's an undefeated team, which is bad news for them, being that they're just sticking there right there at 12. And you have yep. Kentucky, a two-loss team ahead of them. But uh, for the Buckeyes, look, when you barely beat Nebraska by five points coming off a bye week, yep. you can't expect to get any type of love. Now it's not a bad thing that you didn't move because a lot of things are still in front of you. But when you talk about Washington State at eight and West Virginia at nine, both one-loss teams ahead of you, uh, like yourself and. I don't know if their resumes is as strong as Ohio State's right now. I know West Virginia's got a lot in front of them with them playing Oklahoma. Uh, That's coming down here in a little bit. But, no, look, to me, it still feels like they're kind of just in the gray area right now, Beam. And I know that it's not the worst place to be, but it's definitely not the best place to be. They're in the upside-down world right now. (laughs) We didn't even know what's going on. It was Stranger Things Day yesterday, by the way, too. What do you mean? Stranger Things. Like, you know, I think it's the very first episode of Stranger Things um, when things just go crazy, it was November 6th. Oh, so it was that day. 83, 1983. So it was Stranger Things right. day yesterday. But so no, 35 year anniversary of the first day of Stranger Things. Yes. I think they're in the upside down right now. I think yeah. that's exactly where they are. And look, it, it's going to, they need help. That's just what it comes down to. They need sure. help. When you don't put up enough style points against Nebraska and you struggle all, all year long for the most part, uh, you're not going to get that much love. No, you're not. And, you know, that's what we talked about on Monday and Tuesday was the fact that this team came in there and they won games. You know, they, they beat Nebraska. All right, that's fine. But you only won by five points. They are getting hammered right now by the committee for style points and a lack of defense. That's just the way it is. And rightfully so. This committee is watching Ohio State in the same lens as a pessimistic Ohio State fan. 
That's that's exactly what they're doing because they're saying, look, look at that defense. They gave up 31 points to Adrian Martinez, who could have had a way better game than he did. I know He missed a bunch of targets. There were guys dropping balls all over the field. This could have been a game that could have got very interesting late if J.K. Dobbins didn't score that late touchdown Mm -hmm. on uh, in the horseshoe. But, yeah, Maddie, they're watching this team in the view of a pessimistic Ohio State fan. Now, I think if you're on the optimistic side of things, you could say – we're playing a ranked team in Michigan State on yeah. the road this week. That's big. We're playing a Maryland team on the road. Who knows what you're going to get? They have mm-hmm. been a crapshoot. They have had so much turmoil in their program this year. I understand the kids and not coming out every week yeah, and sure. swinging for the fences. That would be very, very tough to deal with the death of your teammate. Right. And then you get the home game against Michigan. When Michigan's top four, all right? Yep. They're top four team right now. Everybody be on alert mm-hmm. because that team up north that Jim Harbaugh has rolling, they are ass kickers right now they are they they, no you're you are 100 right i agree with everything that you said and when you look at this michigan team they're going in the opposite way of this ohio state team they are getting better at the right time they're like feeding off children's souls my goodness they're they're, look at this beam they are in a ridiculously talented team that's playing with a chip on their shoulder so they're not a complacent team that knows that they can just go out and just beat people with their talent Tariq blackback who is going to be a dog i'm telling you when he when they come here and he gets his legs under him Mm -hmm. he is going to be terrifying to deal with especially with your guy dpj who you called out a couple not called out but you mentioned him a while ago and he's been playing really well all year but when you play with that edge too on top of you being ridiculously talented it's a terrifying sight to see so you mentioned them at four being Bama's at one Clemson at two Notre Dame at three Michigan at four Georgia five Oklahoma six LSU seven which, which is, is surprising to me it's very it's there it's very surprising but that's that takes you inside the minds of this committee and how much one they respect the hell out of Alabama yeah, and two no they respect the hell out of the SEC yeah and so with Alabama there um they did get a boost too because you had teams like come creeping back in with Auburn at the bottom them coming in at 24 that helps that them went out. over Texas A&M this past weekend I know uh, look and Gus Malzahn they've been kind of weird trying to figure it's, them out. It has been very weird. Jared Stidham's been coming into the year. Yeah. He's one of those guys that was supposed to be big-time draft prospect. He hasn't necessarily lived up to that. But no, Beam, they are uh, getting some help now because of the bottom of this college football playoff rings. But no, I mean, LSU staying there too. I, I don't know. Like, it's just, I got to look at the rest of their schedule. Let me pull this up because this is so interesting to me when you talk about Arkansas, Rice, and Texas A&M. It's not that strong. Yeah. So let's say they run the table when they finish the year out with just two losses. They're not getting into the playoff. No. But, I mean, they're definitely going to be in a New Year's Six Bowl, no doubt about it. And I, I think deservingly so. But just the big thing that I took away from this was just the love for Alabama. And I get it. Look at what they did to them. They're, in their, they're a joke. In their yeah. own shop. They're a joke. And, and then just the love for the SEC. It's back because you look at some of the rest of these teams in the in the SEC. Beam, you got Florida, Mississippi State. I mean, they're just Auburn. They're all over the place, man. So, no, it's another year of the SEC getting all the love. And yet you can't knock it because of what's going on at the top of the rankings. Yeah, Bama's just so good, and we saw that this past weekend against LSU. I mean, you go into that house, you go into Death Valley, and you put up 29 points on them, and you don't allow Joe Burrow, uh, LSU, to even come close to sniffing the end zone. I mean, that game wasn't even close. Did they get close to sniffing 50 yards rushing in the game? I have no idea. All I know that it was was, uh, a hell of a game for Alabama. That that sucker was game-planned. Nick Saban talked last week for his coach's show, and some guy asked him, they called in, and said, you know, are do you are you gonna elect to yeah. <laughs> are you gonna elect to kick the ball or receive right, the yeah. ball or what are you gonna do? And right. Nick Saban spent a couple seconds. He's like, Well, I hope we elect to kick some ass yes. on Saturday. And, and guess what? They elected to do that, man. Uh they're absolutely crazy. But you look at Ohio State, Maddie, I think it's the same thing that we said after the Purdue loss. I still think there is everything ahead of Ohio State. Yep. 
in this land of we're talking about you going into Michigan State and beating them, beating Michigan at home and having a Big Ten championship game. Yeah. It's not looking like they're going to do that. Right. But technically, everything is, is. still in front of and them. I think we just have this feeling about who the team really is, and yep. I think we're just waiting for the knockout blow to come, whether it's this yep. week or against Michigan. I want to let you know about Sling TV. We'll come back and talk about an interesting person that Dwayne Haskins reached out to for a little scouting report on Sparty. But here we go. You don't want to watch the games. You need to watch the game. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. You get $30 a month. You get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and more. You can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, but only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. Cancel anytime you want. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to Sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. This is Locked On Buckeyes, your team every day. All right, so Torts, our Blue Jackets head coach, a couple weeks ago, love him. You can hear him on Carpenter and Rotham every Wednesday at 2 o'clock here on The Fan. And I only bring him up because he brought up something that I really 100% agree with him on, that in sports now, there's not enough hate between opponents. Fair. Um, I don't mind it after the game. Before the game, during the game, I want to knock your head off. I don't care if we're best friends. Or, I just I just want to knock your head off. Yep. That, that's the art of competition. I love that. Um, so I saw this today, and I, I, I got to be honest. I didn't love Bad that. Bad feeling about it? I didn't love it. Now, yeah. it's not a huge deal. But you got Dwayne Haskins, and this is coming from Kyle Rowland. Um, I believe he's with the Toledo Blade. He, he is, is with the okay. Toledo Blade. Yeah, he used to be with the Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. Um, he tweeted out, Ohio State quarterback Dwayne Haskins said he talked to Shea Patterson Tuesday about Ooh. Michigan State. I've known Shane, Shay, excuse me, since I was in eighth grade. We played in an all-star game together, Elite 11. I hit him up asking about how they played defensively, and he gave me some tips. Not the end of the world. Me personally, not my cup of tea. I don't like this. I think this is Jon Snow calling down to King's Landing <laughs> to talk to Jamie Lannister, right? King's Landing. Right, and we don't need those guys talking to each other and giving each other advice. Beam, I just, it just, it's not sitting well with me in my gut that our guy is reaching out to the enemy. The ultimate enemy, who are they're about to square off in two weeks about wanting to take down Sparty. I did not love it. I know it's not a big deal, but when I saw it, it did. Eh, I did have that feeling. How do you feel? Yeah, I I, I feel the, exactly the same way as you do about it. I think it's a little. I don't want to say slimy, but it's kind of slimy. It's yeah. kind of it's kind of just like a, a slimy move, you know, that you're talking to Michigan uh, Michigan quarterback about what's happening. Now, I will say the only thing uh, that doesn't make me feel the same way that you do is that it's two quarterbacks. Now, if Dwayne Haskins reached out to Devin Bush and was like, "Hey, man, you know, what are you guys doing to prepare for Michigan?" And it doesn't make sense, anyways, when you talk about an offensive of and defensive guy. I get what you're saying. Um, but you know, these these guys aren't going to be on the same t- aren't going to be on the field at the same time right. together. Uh, so I think that's a big thing for me, Maddie, is that, you know, quarterbacks are a different breed, man. They are a 100% different breed. We always talk about, you know, just look at last week. Look at last week when we talk about like Rodgers versus Brady all and these long. guys, yes. they're the, the two greatest of all times yep. when it comes to that. I think we make these matchups so big. And like you, you look at pitching duels uh, in baseball, like these cats aren't on the same field at the same time as each other. Yeah. So for one, I understand Dwayne Haskins, if you can get any sort of edge against a damn good Michigan State defense. Yep. And if you think that reaching out to Shea Patterson and seeing what he did against Michigan State is going to help you out 
and see what they do and learn how to, you know, react to some of the blitzes they're going to throw with you or whatever. I'm I'm fine with that, but you're right. It is it it makes you feel a little bit worse when, you know, it would be different if I don't know that Dwayne Haskins reached out to Brian Lewerke and asked, "What did Michigan do on defense?" Right. That's a little bit different. I agree. And reached out to Trace McSorley. Right. What did Michigan do on defense? That's a little bit different. Right. But when you're talking about and public enemy number one, who happens to be higher than you in the rankings, who is number four, and who is locked and loaded in a spot where they can and get into the to college rip your football playoff, out. they haven't beat you in years, yes, and I, you're reaching out to this uh, guy about wanting, to, you know, wanting to beat Michigan State. Like I said, on one hand, I'm fine with it because they're not on the field at the same time together. But on the other hand, as an Ohio State fan, just leave it alone, man. Yeah, Go out just, there. You're talented enough to beat these guys alone. Right. There's so many other people you yeah. can reach out to. Like I said, it's not the end of the world. I, I just don't. When you got with your rival, man, I just don't. I'm never calling my rival for help. No. Never call. You think LeBron's going to call KD and Steph and ask them about Damian Lillard? No. It's never going to happen, right? right? So that's my only thing. Here's Dwayne. Unless it's on the banana boat, then they can do that. <laughs> exactly. Here's Dwayne Haskins talking about um, him working on running the ball a little better. You know, this week in practice, I was just working on running football, working on, you know, making somebody miss in space and all this, you know, all the tools I need to do to go make plays this week. And, uh, you know, this uh, going to an open field this week that's going to, you know, try to make more plays. He's working on a shake and bake, beam. What he needed to do was Urban or whoever needed to put him in the film room and say, there is a guy by the name of Braxton Miller mm. that played the same quarterback as you. Good old swivel hips. And you may be <laughs> swivel hips. Guy make you miss in a in damn a, in a phone booth. Is yeah. that isn't that the thing? Isn't yeah. that the saying? Sure is. But that's what I would have said. Sit down and watch this cat make people miss. Now you may not be able to do it, <laughs> but watch it. But watch him do it. No, I, look, I think this has been such a big, bigger story, or biggest story the last couple of weeks, being because uh, the run game has not been able. To get going the way they wanted it to until what we saw last Saturday. Now, here's the thing. I think his legs could become valuable this week when you talk about the number one rushing defense sure. in the entire country, that being Michigan State. So some of these RPOs, could you imagine him getting out on the edge and stealing a third, five, third, and six? I think that could be really valuable this week. That's good to hear. I don't necessarily think I need him to focus on that a ton more. No. But I think if he could pick up some late third downs late in the game this week with his legs, I think that's going to really help out the Buckeyes. This, this is going to sound totally selfish of me, but if I'm Dwayne Haskins, uh, and we're, you know, heading into week 10 against Michigan State, the number one rushing defense in the country. Um, you know, no offense to the coaching staff, but I'm just like, coach, I'm not doing it. All right. Oh. I'm not doing it. It's, really? it's not my game. I'm not going to try and be something I'm not. You know I'm a pocket passer. I can run the ball when I need to, but I'm not going to be the kind of guy who's going to run spread option. Right. And also, uh, listen, this is something you have to think about, too, is this guy has a future in the NFL yes, around does. the corner in a little bit. Months when you, away. When you run the ball, when you get out into open field and you give those defenders shots to hit you, you have, you know, you saw Jimmy Garoppolo earlier on in the yep. season. Carson broke the pocket. Anyth- anything can happen, yes, man, uh, with your legs. If I'm if I'm Dwayne Haskins, and I know it's selfish of me saying this, I'd be like, listen, I'll run the ball when you need me to, but don't expect me to do it 20 times a game like JT Barrett did because I'm not doing it. No doubt about it. And here's Dwayne Haskins talking about his run game, uh, getting it going on Saturday. Well, it means everything. You know, it just uh, helps out in first and ten. We run the football, get five yards down the distance is key. And uh, just having that energy for the offensive lineman to drive off the ball and then, you know, it makes the running backs want to pass block more, catch the ball more, and they're able to run the football. So, so it helps out the whole offense in, in total. So watching that game Monday night when you got the Cowboys and the Titans, it was always so predictable what Jason Garrett was going to do on first down. They were yeah. going to run with Ezekiel Elliott, and that really just took them out um, of how they did things. And I think recently, um, being sometimes Ohio State 
has been very predictable on first and down, first and ten, because they know they're going to try to shorten the field. They're down in distance because they can't run the ball that well. So I right. think teams have been keying on the pass early. So now you put this on tape, which you did against Nebraska. Maybe that's going to help you out a little bit. It's going to be tough going for them this week, man. We talk about Sparty and what they're going to be able to do. They're yeah. going to be fired up. Maybe you get some inclement weather up there, but you're not going to be able to run a ton on this defense. So they're going to have to find a way to get some type of rushing going um, on Saturday night. I'm not overly concerned about it because of what you can do in the past, but I will become very concerned if I wake up Saturday and I see there's going to be uh, some bad weather. I don't think that's going to go well for Ohio State if they can't throw the rock around a lot. Yeah, this isn't going to be a game where you're going to run for 200, 250 yards in the ground. It's just not going to happen unless that you know you catch maybe a sweep to the outside and Paris Campbell makes a couple people miss and he's off to the races for a 75-80 yard gain. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, Maddie, I don't see this being a game where you know you're going to run the ball 35 times. Right. I just I, I don't see it happening. Either, Michigan man. State is so good on the run, so good defending the run that I think your best chance to win this game is going to be through the air this week. Uh, and if they if they do that, and if Dwayne Haskins has a good game, if he bounces back from his you know a little bit mediocre game against Nebraska, yep. then I think Ohio State has a good chance to win this game. If they come out, if the receivers are dropping passes, if Dwayne Haskins isn't putting the ball right on the spot where his receivers can catch it, then I think it could be a very long day uh, for Ohio State this Saturday. But Maddie, let me tell you about Vivid Seats. Yes. Vivid Seats is an online ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. Vivid Seats listeners, uh, with Vivid Seats, excuse me, listeners can watch their favorite team and artists perform in person. Vivid Seats helps fans find their seat of their favorite live events including sports, concerts, theater and more. Vivid Seats offers great prices and an easy purchasing experience. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app enter promo code Locked On to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more as a customer of Vivid Seats and remember, all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. So you want to go to a game, maybe catch this game up uh, this weekend up in East Lansing, go to Vivid Seats and check our people out. You are Locked On Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, so we've got two more days to get into this football team and what we think is going to happen against Michigan State at noon on Saturday. But, weirdly enough... The Hoopscot squad, about that? they crept up on us. We I know. got a, a real game tonight down in the natty. Paul Keel's going back to his homeland. Sure. He used to call games uh, for Cincinnati. But, Bing, we got a 6 o'clock tip tonight on ESPN2 against Cincinnati. Wanted to look this up see what the spread was. Five and a half. Yeah, five and a half point dogs. You nailed it. Man, that it's not surprising, right? Because no. what you lose with Ohio State, with Kieda, especially him being your dog last year, and Jay Sean, we know what he brought to the table. Um, especially those two guys, man, they were just – Fun to watch. I mean, especially Jay Shaw. You know, he's a pig town guy. Sure. I got a soft spot for him. And Cam. Cam, exactly. Baltimore guy. I got love for him, too. But um, that's going to be my main focus. Is it going to be CJ? Jackson is going to be Caleb. Who is going to be the guy that steps up and says, you know what? Kata left this this robe back for the dude that is the man. Yep. Who's going to rock the robe, right? Who's going to be the Hugh Hefner of this team walking around with all the swag? I don't know. There's got some young guys here. Um, you lose Michael Potter. He decides to transfer. Yep. Um, by the way, his brother's committed to the football team. Said he's, he's a thousand percent there committed you go. to Ohio He's State. still staying there. But no, yeah. Beam, I think it's going to be interesting tonight. One, to see the rotations. Two, for me to see who's the guy. 
and how much perimeter shooting are they going to get? Those are going to be my three things tonight against Cincinnati because what we know about Cincinnati, man, um, they always play really good defense down there. They're a hard-nosed team. They're going to play oh, with yeah. some edge, and that building's going to be rocking tonight. I mean, you know Ohio State fans are going to travel down there. I'm sure people are leaving work early today to get down there, and you know the Bearcat fans are going to be alive and well. But, no, those are my three things for tonight, too, uh, that I'm going to be watching. Yeah, I think that Cincinnati's a good team. You lost Jacob Evans. You lost a couple of other guys for Cincinnati. Mick Cronin has done a hell of a yes. job there uh, in the past couple of years with the University of Cincinnati. He's fantastic. He's a great coach. They're down. They're nitty. They're gritty. Uh, and you just know that when you get into a game with Cincinnati, it's going to be low-scoring affair. Chris yeah. Holtman talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he said that this team, we're going to you know, we're gonna try to accentuate the three-point shot. He said that they have a lot of shooters on this team that he feels very comfortable with. If Caleb Wesson can step out there, if there's nobody guarding him on the perimeter, yep. uh, they're going to give Caleb the green light. And I think uh, exactly what you said, Maddie, is like, who's going to be the man? I think it's Caleb. I think that this guy it's gotta be um, yeah it has to be if Ohio State wants to be competitive in the Big Ten and especially tonight against Cincinnati because you know those dudes down there from Cincinnati always come into that game with a chip on their block yes uh, just with a nasty attitude they love getting down and dirty uh, with people so Caleb is going to have to step up big tonight and I think the the biggest thing for me throughout the course of this entire season in this game tonight with Micah Potter transferring is that this wasn't going to be a guy Maddie who was probably going to get 15 20 minutes a game but mm-hmm. he was going to come in he was going to be a role player and he was going to give you minutes of whether Kyle Young uh, and Caleb Wesson needed a break or if they were going to be in foul trouble. So thing number one for me, stay out of foul trouble. You cannot pick up early fouls. You cannot afford to do it. This is going to be a rotation that is going to be very thin at big man. Kyle Young is already kind of an undersized uh, big man out there. He Mm -hmm. already doesn't have that big big body weight. He's a stretch four more than he is a Super athletic. Very, very athletic guy. It's going to be interesting to see how he develops this year defensively and offensively if he can get that game going down on the low block. But for me, it's it's Caleb Wesson. What can this guy do? I think he has the chance to be a superstar. I think he can be Jared Sullinger 2.0 if he gets that footwork right. I like that. Uh, if he can, you know, start to use that ass and learn how Jared Sullinger really started Back to him box down. people out. Yeah, box Twer- people twerk out. Twerk on him a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Use your <laughs> hips, man. Use that big yeah. butt of yours exactly. to just get in there right. and body people out of the way. But the biggest thing for me this year is stay out yeah. of foul trouble. You don't have the rotation. You aren't going to be able to give the minutes for your big men to be able to go out there and do those things. So stay out of foul trouble, and I think Ohio State will be just fine. I agree. One guy that I'm really excited to see is Luther Muhammad, the true freshman. Oh, right? yeah. Jadon Ladee, step up, exactly, too. Exactly, because on. we've been hearing about how Luther Muhammad is going to be really good on perimeter defense. They're going to need that, especially tonight because of what you mentioned with the three-point shooting of the Bearcats. All right, it's going to be fun tonight. We'll talk about that tomorrow on the pod. Uh, we'll dive more into Michigan, uh, excuse me, Michigan State and the Buckeyes. Yeah, so it's going to be fun, man. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Peace.